Hey everybody, we have two great sponsors for you today. The first is Hover.com. With hundreds of domain extensions, no heavy-handed upselling, and best-in-class support, Hover makes it easy to spend less time on your domains and more time on your big idea. I've been a customer of Hover.com for years, and I couldn't be happier. Their service is top-notch, and the extra value they bring is unmatched. And now, you can use the offer code BUILDSOMETHING for 10% off your first purchase. Our other sponsor is WP Stagecoach. WP Stagecoach provides easy WordPress staging sites. Create your staging site with one click and import your changes back to your live site with one click. If you need to make changes to your WordPress site, it could not be easier to test them with WP Stagecoach. Head on over to howibuilt.show stagecoach for more information. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, I'm here with Robbie and Justin from Beaver Builder. Guys, thanks for joining me. Hey, hey. thanks for having thanks. us. Yep, thanks for having us. So uh, I'm pretty stoked to talk to you guys. We've worked together in the past. Uh, you were We partnered together uh, for a webinar uh, on WP in one month, which is another thing that I do. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited to talk to you guys about how you built Beaver Builder, uh, especially given uh, at the time of this recording, there's kind of been like a, a tweet storm and strong opinions about page builders. So uh, we get we get a little bit of the hot drama after it's cooled off, right? By the time this show airs, I think probably we'll be on to something different. But uh, <laughs> why don't we start with tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the product and how you came up with the idea for Beaver Builder. Yeah, well, Beaver Builder is a page builder for WordPress. It's a plugin and also a theme, and it makes it really easy to to build out websites on WordPress. It was really just like Robbie says uh, a lot, and when he kind of tells the story, it's scratching our own itch. Just we wanted a solution, an internal solution for uh, our agency, Fastline Media. We're doing client sites, and there was a couple clients that we had that needed specific solutions that we, you know, either used advanced custom fields or, you know, built some custom meta box stuff for. We also had some experience with different themes like on ThemeForce that had you know, proprietary builders or I don't think we did a whole lot with Visual Composer. But anyways, you know, seeing all these solutions and needs and all that kind of thing, we decided to kind of give it a go ourselves. And so we built what we wanted. And as we got into it, we you know realized what we were building and that we wanted to make it a product um, over time. So that was uh, fall of 2013. And then by uh, April of uh, 2014, we released as Fastline Page Builder and then eventually became Beaver Builder when someone told us our name sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's so that's pretty cool. So so you guys at, as Fastline Media did client work and then decided you you needed a better page builder and built it. That's very cool. I I find that most of the people I talk to are like, "Oh, well, we just needed something and and so we built it and then we realized other people needed it." So if there's <laughs> like one takeaway in in however many episodes we're at right now, 10 episodes that my listeners take away, it's that Build the thing that you need, and other people probably also need it. Yeah, I mean, it makes it a little bit easier because you know what you want, you know, versus if I'm, I was like, I'm going to go build a calendar plugin. It's like, you know, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. 
Um, right. But, you know, page, you know, some a visual editing for us and for clients was, you know, something that we needed and knew what we wanted. So made it a little bit easier. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you kind of knew what you liked and what you didn't like, which uh, brings us to the next question, which is what kind of research did you do uh, while building this? It, it sounds like you looked at other page builders, but, you know, how, how in depth did you go? Well, I, I mean, definitely, you know, to be honest, I did look at a lot at the WordPress space, but um, I branched out and like it was like Weebly and Squarespace and looking at everything really. But at the same time too, I mean, it was kind of organic the way this all happened. So it's not like we did any like official research. It was kind of just kind of like playing around with other stuff, seeing what people were doing in that space. I think it's it's kind of funny, like looking back on it too, because I think Justin and I both had that perspective on page builders that we hear all the time now, which was just like, we 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 weren't you know we were into it. we like we were you know justin's justin's more the hardcore developer but like i you know i know my way around some code and uh we like building out pages and you know writing code and getting into it and we kind of you know didn't see them as uh as being a worthy tool um but then once we tried one or we had the opportunity to to build a client site using a page builder we kind of saw the benefit of using the page builder like and using that um that method but we couldn't, yeah, we, exactly like you guys were saying, we didn't find one that like fit all the requirements that we had. Um, and that's kind of where we started, started uh, building our own. Gotcha. And that, I mean, that makes, you know, that makes just a ton of sense. And I'm the, I, I'm a developer. I'm the same way. I'm like, I, I make WordPress things. If I'm building something on WordPress, I should custom code everything. But, you know, a few of my sites are using a, a stock theme in Beaver Builder now, or even Beaver Builder's theme, because that's less time I have to spend worrying about coding and more time I can spend on the actual product. You know, if I had to develop the courses I offer now and build the site, it would have taken me double the time. So that's, uh, that makes so much sense. And the one thing I really like about uh, Beaver Builder is that I can kind of switch between the editor and the page builder and still have the same content, uh, which is, uh, I think, a big criticism of a lot of other page builders that use like short codes or whatever. Like, you know, the page builder goes away and so does the content. But that's not the case with yours, which is really nice. So so when when you were kind of building this out or once you launched, uh, did you did you talk to anybody about uh, features, business advice, kind of direction and, and things like that? You know, you said somebody told you that your name sucked. But um, <laughs> what other, I you know, did you seek out other advice besides that, I guess? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think when we were building, like during the actual like building time, we all shared an office um, together in Campbell, and that was a really cool experience. So since then, we've uh, like Justin and uh, our other partner Billy have moved out of the area. Uh, we're in the or I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, long story short, is we don't have our office anymore. But looking back on it, like when we were building Beaver Builder, we were all sitting in an office and it was such a fun experience to just kind of like, like Justin would call us over like in the morning and be like, hey guys, like I stayed up kind of late last night, but like <laughs> check, check this out. And we'd all like run over and, he'd, you know, he'd have this like feature that we'd been talking about the day before, like implemented and like having like the proof of concept. And it was just this really like exciting time. And so we were like, we were able to collaborate amongst each other a lot. And then, yeah, after like after launching we've definitely like reached out to everyone that would like we could for, for advice. I think something I think I'm always trying to do. I think all the guys are trying to do is, is, is learn and reach out. 
particularly our community has been really like amazing. Like the, the, the person that told us we need a new name was, was one of our first customers. Um, and a whole lot of our kind of now mentors and people that like really like had an early influence on the product, uh, came just straight out of our community. So we've been really blessed in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Early on, um, the customers were like huge. I mean, they still, it still is. It's just, there's a lot more feedback now, but when we had our forums and, you know, we would only get a, you know, a couple posts a day in the beginning, but it was, you know, some pretty devout customers early on, uh, really helped like kind of the early feature roadmap. Like there, there were things not even in Beaver Builder. Well, Beaver Builder didn't even export content to the post editor. They like, then, you know, within the first couple months, uh, one of our customers said, Oh, if I deactivate this, uh, the pages are blank. And we're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> same for, you know, being able to save templates, that that wasn't in there. That was, you know, another like, oh, well, I'm like, well, you can duplicate pages. And like, well, that isn't really the same. So yeah, just, you know, in terms of just, you know, the community feedback and things like that. And then I think too, in, in terms of business device, advice and direction, like I wish we had the resources we have now back then because it w- would have made things so much easier. <laughs> uh, we had to figure out a lot of stuff and make a lot of mistakes, but we've definitely been growing, like Robbie said, and, and reaching out to a lot more people. And we have, I, I'd say, you know, better support system now in terms of our business and, and what we can do there and, and what we're learning. Nice. So that's, I, that's really cool. I think you kind of have to make a lot of mistakes. You know, I, I imagine it's like, uh, yeah, I imagine it's a lot like, so my wife is pregnant. And I am, so we're expecting our first child in, in March and we are, I've been thinking a lot about parenting and how you can't just tell a kid like you, you're not, well, I mean like you can't tell like a teenager, like you can't do that. That's don't do that. Right. You got to let them figure out, you know, if they figure it out, it'll stick more. So like, you know, you could take all the business advice in the world, but when you actually go through it, then you're like, ah, yes, this what that person told me makes sense and I'm not really smarter than anybody else. And I'm going to run right. into the same issues. So, uh, yeah. but well, they the make on- it sounds oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Go I was, was just going to joke like the on, on the job training equivalent of the NBA, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. this is the lab. <laughs> well, like you were saying too, about the taking the business advice versus living it. I always feel like everyone makes it sound so easy when they're giving you advice. And then you're <laughs> like, well, like this, I still don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, def- definitely got to jump in with both feet sometimes. Yeah, and like some some of it is just like I had a guy, you know, I like won a business plan competition if, when I was in college, and this one guy was like, "What you got to do is you got to come into the office wearing a suit because if you're wearing a suit, then you feel like you're working." I'm like, "This is by far the worst advice I've ever gotten because it doesn't help me at all." <clears throat> so it's you know it's. Going through it knows, you know, you know what works for you and then, you know, what also more importantly, maybe doesn't work. So uh, cool. So uh, you guys have a, a pretty hardcore uh, plugin as far as like code goes. So I'd really love to know, like, how you built it, right? Uh, the tools you use, some of the coding methods, how do you test especially? Because you have to, you know, it has to work with um, like a wide range of other plugins, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think we really did anything unconventional in terms of like necessarily how it was the tools we used, you know, just code editor, Git. We're using Gulp for a few things like minification and whatnot. Coding methods, I uh, tried to always keep everything as object oriented as possible. I was like, what, cause I came from Joomla 
to WordPress and I really liked, uh, what really turned me off about, uh, WordPress and, you know, back in the day when I was using Joomla was how like procedural everything was. And there was a lot of like spaghetti code and Joomla was just like <laughs> MVC hardcore way, way, you know, almost too hardcore. That's probably why it wasn't as adopted as uh, WordPress because you can't just jump in and start hacking it as mm-hmm. easily. But I, you know, I try to keep everything as clean and organized as possible in, in terms of, um, you know, the, the plugin, no frameworks, everything's just like all vanilla, you know, PHP and, and JavaScript, which, you know, I mean, if I had done it today, I've learned a lot more. I might've, you know, especially, you know, the, the what's the hot uh, react is the hot framework these days back then. <laughs> react. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. It would have been, um, backbone, uh, backbone, yeah. angular, meteor, noun.js. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, maybe I would have made that decision a little bit differently, but I'm definitely, don't think it was a bad decision to go vanilla because I've seen someone too, like recently, like I forget what plugin it was, but whatever framework they're using is changing how they're doing things in a certain yeah. way. So now they have to go back in the plugin and, you know, building compatibility for that and whatnot. So I guess we have that benefit of not having to worry about some third-party developers changes, breaking our stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. The, uh, Angular is doing that. I think, right. Ang- Angular one and Angular two are like vastly different. They might as well be different frameworks from what I've heard. So. Yeah, I saw some interesting talk. Uh, I think it was a mod in the uh, advanced Facebook group saying how Angular has just kind of been left in the dust by React because they've been spending so much time making this complicated beast, which is version two. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, um, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the, the code base has definitely grown from the beginning. Um, oh, yeah, you asked about testing, too. So with testing, uh, that, that's a tricky one because it, I, I think it's – it comes down to like kind of things like standard things like short codes and how short codes work in general, rather than I'm going to test a hundred different short codes. I'm going to test this one way that short codes are parsed mm-hmm. or whatever, because I mean, there's just so much compatibility that we have to worry about. It's hard to just, you know, test everything. But the nice thing too, and I've been realizing this lately too, is because I'll see less and less support requests is that over time, it's just Beaver Builder's this compatibility has been built a certain way and we know that things have to work this way. Otherwise they'll, they'll break, you know, all kinds of different stuff. So we've just been building in compatibility with different, you know, plugins and the way things work in WordPress for, you know, the last two plus years. So we don't have to worry about doing as much testing with certain like compatibility things and whatnot. In terms of WordPress testing with WordPress itself, whenever the the release candidate's out, I'll do all my development on uh, with the beta testing plugin on. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, I'm just constantly using Beaver Builder with the the next version of WordPress, and to you know catch anything there. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very one. You know, one feature I I was I was thinking about this the other day because I wanted to restrict, uh, like a, a section of my website. And I couldn't use like the restrict content shortcode. And I was like, oh man, I'll just like use the restrict content shortcode. And then I'll use their like Beaver Builders template shortcode. And then I was looking through your settings and I'm like, or I can just make it visible to people who aren't logged in. Like I totally missed that as a feature. <laughs> um, but, so I got a little creative and it's cool because it seems like your, your product is, is really uh, like flexible enough to do that. Like I don't know how many people know that you can pull in a template through a shortcode, but it's it's a pretty neat thing to do, especially if you, you know, especially for if you want to use it like in other parts of your theme or something like that. So that's, yeah. yeah so I, I think you guys are doing a, you know, a really great job um, with, with that stuff. So I was really curious to know kind of how you stay on top of that. Cause like I spoke to Yoast 
last week and he uh their testing their like testing environment is is crazy because you know they're in on like 11 percent of websites or something like that so yeah i'm always curious to see like what really big plugins do to, to make sure that things kind of stay compatible and uh, on that note I like to ask if the product has gone through any transformations, which we kind of talked about, but there's one in, in particular I want to talk about, and that's uh, r- recently you have been included with uh, GoDaddy, like the GoDaddy installer platform, right? So uh, how did how did that come along, and, and did you guys have to do anything? Like, what did you guys have to do to kind of make that work? Like, how does that whole process work? Yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> it's been a long time in the works we not long after we launched beaver builder actually we got an email from from a guy at godaddy and and they'd been like coincidentally researching page builders and they'd found us they really liked it they happened to be local and so we were like meeting with them it was funny there was like one day when like you know like one of their like executives showed up in like a black uber to our little office and we all like you know we had our collar shirts on and we got donuts and coffee and we were just like what are we doing like what's going on right now like <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy but yeah so i mean this was like years ago and since then we've you know kept a relationship with them and and we you know were able to work this out it just kind of all came together and fit in where where they're so they're using the light version of Beaver Builder and including it in their onboarding process. Yeah, it's it's a really cool opportunity for for both of us. Their team, I know, was great to work with. Justin worked with them more. I, th- I think he's probably got the better insight on it on like what actually went into it from the back end as far as implementing it. There wasn't a whole lot to be honest, or as much as you'd think with you know someone like as big as GoDaddy and us like partnering with them that was involved. It was actually a pretty smooth process too. They do have some fantastic developers there too. I mean, people that I've looked up to in the past, like uh, Frankie uh, and Jonathan, I'm drawing a blank on their names, but they used to work at like XWP, I believe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But they, so basically we, we created a companion plugin together, uh, me and them. And it, it, it just, it's just got some like, you know, basic logic for GoDaddy because um, they install it alongside the light version. And what it does is it'll load their templates in and then it loads in a handful of our custom modules that they wanted um, to be able to make their templates. Other than that, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do a whole, a whole lot more. They install the two together. Um, it runs if the light version is active and we still get, you know, our call to action to upgrade and things like that. So that's, it's more or less it. But cool. it's definitely fun being able to kind of experience that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, it's uh, I know, like in the Facebook group, you guys have a lot of people were worried about GoDaddy doing things with anybody, really. But I, yeah. I think I think it's a testament to the dedication that GoDaddy has to the WordPress community. So uh, it's I'm really glad to see that. Congratulations to you guys for that. I saw that you because of that you just uh, like upped to a hundred thousand active installs or something like that, right? Is that what it was? So, yeah, yeah, we're still like working out the kinks on like the tracking and all that, but I guess what they had been testing on a like a subset of their accounts for a little while. So, like we we like we love watching that metric even though you know, like they call it a vanity metric. Like but we love watching the the install like active install. Like, every time it ticks up, we usually like throw that little party emote in our <laughs> Slack channel, right? <laughs> and this time it like yeah, it ticked up like really, really quick. Like we had the little party emote and then it was like a couple days later and it ticked up again. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nice. And then, yeah. And then tracked it back and, and figured out how that was all going. Cool. I, I mean, I, daddy. yeah, I know exactly what you like on 
podcast launch days, I just sit there like refreshing lips <laughs> and just like watching the podcast numbers go up just slightly. So uh, it might be a vanity metric, but it's it's a fun one. So who doesn't, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Uh, so uh, what are your plans for the future? You've you've got a very popular plugin. You have integrated with GoDaddy. What are you guys working on for the next iteration? I mean, we got, we've been pretty public about, I mean, we're pretty transparent with what we're doing. And, um, I mean, uh, you know, again, we, it's just community feedback. Our community wants us to be transparent and we don't really have anything to hide. So, so a lot of this stuff's already been out there and like sneak peeks in the Facebook group and whatnot, but two of our big efforts right now are revamping the, the user interface. And the reason for that is based on feedback that we've had over the years in terms of things that could be easier to do, or, you know, kind of pay, user pain points. And then also to work building some capacity compatibility or some standards for the third-party ecosystem because our current UI, we did, we never thought that people would be building all these companion plugins that and doing all this stuff to Beaver Builder. So we didn't even consider that when building the UI. So now we're taking that into consideration and how things can fit nicely in there without, you know, just the module and template lists exploding, <laughs> you know, and the, the need for third parties to implement all this different functionality. So that's piece one uh, UI. And I, I, one of our customers... Brent Jett, you may have seen around our community. He just, it organically happened where he's like doing some concepts and this and that. And next thing you know, like, can we just hire you to do this stuff? And so he's, he's, uh, he's building that for us and I'm working on it with him. And then the second big initiative is theme building. That's, I mean, what we're calling it right now. I mean, on some level you're building a theme, but not really. I mean, we'll figure out the terminology when we get closer, but that's going to encompass like, you know, you have your your single.php for all your posts. Rather than building your posts with Beaver Builder, like each individual post, you'll just be able to create a template that, you know, then when you go into your, the WordPress editor and you do the title, you add a featured image, maybe you got some custom meta and this and that, and Beaver Builder will just populate it into this template. And we're going to have some dynamic field thing, uh, data connections, like with uh, post meta and advanced custom fields, even things like picking... Uh, your color, you could just connect it to like uh, a setting in the customizer. And then that way, when you change that setting in the customizer, it'll change your button colors and things like that. So um, that's, those are our two big initiatives right now. And then there's a lot of just like little things going on behind the scenes too, in terms of just minor update. Like today we pushed out um, a minor update and I, uh, Eugene had done uh, YouTube and Vimeo uh, URLs for uh, background videos. Um, so we got that out today. So there's like a lot of little like things like that, that, you know, that are easier to implement on a smaller scale that we'll be, you know, continually doing over time. So I think that's pretty much it. I mean, that, that, those are the plans for a lot of the, the, the technical future. I don't know if Robbie, there's anything you want to <laughs> say about just the Beaver Builder in general. A bunch of cool things are brewing right now. Yeah. It's a really exciting yeah. time. A lot of it spurred, like Justin was saying, doing some like there's been this blossoming kind of third party ecosystem where people are kind of utilizing even like what GoDaddy's doing by like, you know, bringing Beaver Builder and making it part of their platform. We've been kind of like thinking about a lot of ways that we can continue to make it, you know, extensible and, and usable and yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of making it a platform to people for people to build on uh, even more so than they are already. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I'm very excited to see what you guys are cooking up for the next few months and next year or whatever. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Now, 
the last question I like to ask is uh, separate from the rest of the list, right? I don't know if you know, a lot of people I've noticed don't notice it. So uh, it, it takes them by surprise. But um, do you guys have any trade secrets for us? Oh, trade secrets. This could be like uh, just a, a, a tip, uh, like something that you always keep in the back of your mind when you're developing or when you're when you're developing or when you're working on something. Or it could be like a, a bar trick or, you know, just something that helps you with your, your business and your plug in or uh, <laughs> schmoozing in general. So oh, that's funny. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but like the first thing that comes to my mind is our uh, unofficial boardroom which was the uh, sports bar down the street. We definitely had a lot of our like warm meetings and, uh, <laughs> and critical conversations um, over a baseball game and a beer. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think that's a trade secret though. I think if it is that secret's out. <laughs> Depend what team, what, uh, who's your baseball team? <laughs> well, we're, we're Bay area boys. So um, I'm, I'm going to, get in trouble if I don't say it's the Giants first. I think gotcha. uh, Fastline Media is a Giants company, but I personally, I'm an, I'm an A's fan. <laughs> ah, I'll nice. root for both, but I'll root for both. But yeah, if the Giants and the A's meet in the World Series, definitely, definitely the Giants. <laughs> nice. Well, you're talking to a born and bred New Yorker here, so I'm a Yankee fan. <laughs> oh, okay. Glad we could help you out all those years. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Justin, what about you? Any uh, any trade secrets you have for us? Uh, I mean, I always say this kind of thing, and it's like my advice. It's and it's like super generic, but like work hard and like treat people how you want to be treated. I mean, it, it, just because it's like what has worked for us. Like when we're an agency as Fastline Media, like we did good work. We treated our customers well. We were there for them, and they would in turn spread the word. And that we didn't even really have to do any marketing. We would just get people calling us and being like, "Oh, hey, you know, so and so." And the same is translated to doing a product business is just working hard, providing a quality product, being there for people, good support, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just, it really matters because without it, you mean, you could have the best product in the world, but people are going to hate you and be like, no, don't use those guys. You know I mean? The mob can bring you down pretty quickly, (laughs) but yeah, just, yeah. 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 I mean that that, without a doubt, like, you know, you, you know, I think a lot of people have said that on the show and. You know, it almost it seems like it's kind of second nature when you do it a lot, but it is something that you need to keep in mind. So treat people the way you want to be treated and communication is key. I think that's those are two very important things. So cool. Well, Justin, Robbie, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. And thanks to our sponsors, uh, Hover.com and WP Stagecoach. Definitely check them out. Uh, And one last request. Uh, Last week, I launched a new Patreon campaign uh, in order to uh, raise money to put out better content. If you head over there today, uh, that's patreon.com slash howibuiltit, you will be able to see a sample of some of the new content I'm putting out. Uh, I give you a brief history of how the internet was built. So super interesting to me. I hope you find it really interesting as well. Uh, Head on over again to patreon.com slash howibuiltit. To check that out, contributions start as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much for listening, and until next week, get out there and build something. <laughs>